How are we looking? We're all set. We're all set. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you've been a star forever, and you're still as big a star as you've ever been. You've got these six video music award nominations. How do you feel about that? Kind of overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm very grateful for the nominations and for all the votes. Yeah. Do you enjoy the video process? Do you like to make videos? Not especially. Yeah. No, not especially. Why not? Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just work. Yeah. It's sometimes it's really fun. Like uh, I, I like to, I enjoy doing the Hurt video. Mm -hmm. I enjoy doing that very much because I felt we were doing something worthwhile. Yeah. That it was uh, that it was something that was kind of special. It was very it's a very emotional video. I mean, did you feel very emotional? I did. Doing I it? did. I felt very emotionally emotional doing the Hurt video. Yes. Did you? Where did the song come from? Did did Rick Rubin play it for you and say we're going to do this song? Yeah. yeah. What did you think when you first heard it? Yeah, Rick played the song for me, and I, uh, I when I heard the record, I said, I can't do that song. It's not my style. Yeah. It just, he said, well, let's try it another way. Let me do something. Mm -hmm. So he put down a track, and I listened to it. So we started working on that. From, from there, we started working on it until uh, we got the record made. Yeah. How did, how did uh, he come? To, how did he approach you to be on his label? I was doing a show in California, and um, when I came off stage, my manager, Lou Robin, came to me and said, "There's a man here named Rick Rubin that said he would like to meet you. That uh, has a record company, and he would like to record you." And I said, uh, "I don't want to meet him." <laughs> and he said, "Yeah, what, uh, I think he might like him." I said, "Why?" And he said, well, he's different. He's not yeah. like the rest of them. So true. And uh, so I, I told him to bring him back. And so I went back, and there's Rick. And uh, immediately I liked him. Mm -hmm. And I said, so if you had me on your record label, what would you do that nobody else has done? And he said, what I would do is let you sit down before a microphone with your guitar and sing every song you want to record, <laughs> just you and your guitar. Mm -hmm. And I said, you're talking about a dream I had a long time ago to do, a, do an album called Late and Alone. <laughs> and uh, he said, that's it. He said, that's the kind of record that we want to make. Well, that was my first, uh, first American record. Uh -huh. And looking back at all that you've done, do you, do you have any regrets about what you've done, or do you think it's, I mean, there's so much you've accomplished? I used to, but don't, I don't, I, I forgave myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. When God forgave me, I figured I'd better do it too. So uh, everything's all right now. But going back to songs like Folsom Prison Blues, and that's about shooting somebody, and some of your songs are about, you know, God, <coughs> love, and murder. Uh, did people criticize you for that sort of song back in those years? Always have. Yeah. They always have. I've always had that pointed up uh, in my face that uh, I wrote a song with a line in it, like I shot a man in Reno mm. just to watch him die. No. But you know, I wasn't the first in the, in the late 20s country singer Jimmy Rogers mm. in one of his Blue Yodel songs had a line that says, uh, I'm gonna shoot poor Thelma just to see her jump and fall. <laughs> <laughs> he may have been the first to write a line like that. I don't know, but I wasn't thinking of Jimmy. 
when I wrote it, yeah. I was thinking that I was in that prison. Mm. That's where I try to I try to put myself in the place of uh, that I'm singing about. You can't let people delegate to you what you should do when it's coming from way in here, you know. No. And somebody comes up in your face with something, tells you what you ought to do, then uh, you can you can take them at their word, or you can uh, or you can just turn your back. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't let anybody influence me into thinking I was doing the wrong thing by singing about death, hell, and drugs. Because no. I've always done that, mm -hmm. and I always will. So you were married for more than 30 years. What's the secret to that? How do, how do people stay together? We were together 40 years. Oh, we, no. we worked on the road together yeah. since 1963. Mm -hmm. And we got married in 68. Oh. And uh, the secret for a happy marriage? Separate bathrooms. <laughs> really? That's it? I think so. <laughs> when June passed on, did she have any advice for you? Did she say, keep going, keep making music? Or? Oh, she always said that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She she was my great encourager. Um, she loved the Hurt video. Mm. She loved it. Uh, and I'm so so glad she lived long enough to see, to see it do what it did and to get the uh, attention that it got. Mm. Uh, because she did love the Hurt video. And uh, she was my biggest critic, too. No. If, if she didn't like something that that I did, she told me about it in a hot minute. <laughs> I imagine it must be to, to be married so long and then to lose someone. It's, I imagine people would sometimes just want to stop and say, you know, because spouses sometimes just follow each other, but you're still going ready to go. It's, where, do you, where do you get the, the energy, the strength? She told me in the hospital, said, go to work. I said, what are you talking about? She said, don't worry about me, go to work. Oh. And, and at the funeral, I could almost hear her saying, go to work. Three days after the funeral, everybody said, you're crazy. But three days after the funeral, I was in the studio. Really? Yeah. Wow, and I stayed in the studio for two weeks. And uh, it was great therapy for me. And I think I accomplished more in that couple of weeks than in, the, in huh. most of the other year combined. How, how much has record making changed? Well, it's changed a lot, I'm sure, since you were at Sun Studios. Is it just way out of control now? Is it just too big? Oh, no, it's easier. Oh. It's easier. But with all the new technology, mm -hmm. it's great. Wow. But with the Pro Tools and all that. <laughs> I wonder how you, how you, when you look back at what you've done, do you, re do you realize this monumental amount of work that you've created and what it means in American music? Do you feel like you're in a monument of American music or do you just look at yourself as John Cash? Just as John Cash. <laughs> you must know that how people feel about you, right? Do you hear from a lot of fans all the time? Yeah, quite often. Uh, mm -hmm. I hear from a lot of fans, yeah. yeah. I do. Look, I appreciate all that, all mm -hmm. the all the praise and the glory, but uh, it, uh, it doesn't change the way I feel about anything, really. I just do what I do and just hope the people enjoy it and just try to be myself in whatever I do. Yeah. We've talked to a lot of uh, younger musicians, 
Kid Rock and Bono from U2. You have so many fans among musicians. I mean, do you get to meet them, or do they write to you or call you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get to meet them. I talk to Bono quite often, and uh, I haven't, I've never met Kid Rock yet. I'm looking forward to my little world. Uh, <clears throat> it's been kind of limited, you know, mm. lately, since June's death. Yeah. I've... Uh, kind of hung close to home here. You were there at the beginning of rock and roll music. Do you still keep in touch like Jerry Lee Lewis? Do you hear from any of these people? I've heard from the killer in, <laughs> in uh, quite a while. I get an invitation to his birthday party every year. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard from him quite a while. Yeah. I understand he's doing well. Glad to hear that. I love the killer. Yeah. We're good friends. Yeah. Do you remember touring with those people? On oh, tours? yes. I toured with him. Uh, there was a, a, a package of uh, myself, uh, Jerry Lee, Roy Orbison, and Carl Perkins. Wow. We toured all over the United States yeah. and Canada. So, you're out on the road in the early days with Jerry Lee and all these people, and it was it was a pretty, pretty crazy times. We were all young and wild and crazy. <laughs> How crazy were you? I was crazy as you can get. I mean, crazy, crazy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we... About the time we were doing these tours, we uh, we discovered amphetamines, and, mm. or I did, anyway. <laughs> and uh, Jerry was, uh, you know, he uh, he thought he was going to hell for not preaching. Mm. He went to seminary, yeah. and he wanted to be a preacher, but he turned to rock and roll, and he'd tell all of us he'd going to a tangent some night backstage and tell us all we were going to hell <laughs> for singing the kind of music we were singing. I said, maybe you're right, killer. Maybe you are. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I don't know. I wanted to ask you, I think uh, people that have no faith probably look at death as uh, something very scary, but you believe and you have faith. I mean, does it make it easier to look, at, look ahead and, and say, well, my life may end, but it's been good. I'm not afraid. Oh, I expect my life to end pretty soon. You know, I'm 71 years old, yeah. and um, I have great faith, though. I have unshakable faith. I've never been angry with God. I've never been, uh, I've never turned my back on God, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I never, uh, I never thought that God wasn't there, that uh, I knew that, uh, see, he's my counselor. He's my wisdom. Uh, all the good things of my life come from him. Mm. Where do you think we go afterwards? Where do we go? When we die, you mean? Yeah. Oh. Well, we all hope to go to heaven. 